you have so many people that just want to show up to work and do exactly what's on the job description and then get mad that you don't get promotions, that you don't get picked for the project, that Come you on. don't get to, you know, pick to speak at the the conference or whatever. Yeah. But you're showing up and you're doing the bare minimum. That's real. There have been months where, I mean, me and my reps, we're killing it. Yeah. And my commission check is bigger than both of my paychecks combined. Yeah. Right. For me, it has never been about, oh, how are we going to make it? You know, I'm not married to a job, a certain amount of money because I know who provides for me. And as, as special as I believe God made me, I also believe that he made you just as special Facts. with your own unique gifts and talents and the way that you communicate and things like that. Amen. And those are the things that you have to be able to tap into. You know, you're still our number one episode ever. That's wild to me. That's so I don't know why people want to listen to me that much. No. So, you know, you know what? We, we have a theory because we're trying to figure out. Mind you, it was a good episode. Yeah. Everything was solid. But we're like, man, we're like, we're like, technically, not even technically, no, just straight up fact. It's like you were our most inexperienced guest yeah. when it came to tech. And it's like we've had people on that's been in tech 20 years. They, they don't start businesses, all this stuff. And what we came to is that we're like, you know what? People love love your episodes so much because they hear your story and they can resonate with it mm -hmm. more than anybody else's. Mm -hmm. All the other stories of somebody being in tech five years and they doing this, doing that, and it's like, okay, that sounds okay. All right, but you, it's like, yo, this just happened. Right. She's really, it's like, and then they, they, they see themselves in you, I think. Okay. A lot. That makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah. I've been trying to figure it out too. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's been killing. It's been yeah. crushing. Yeah. This the yeah. episode intro. Cool. Yeah. Oh, is it? This the episode I intro. I'm just rolling. Sweet. Oh, okay. it's, it was right. it's organic. It, <laughs> it just kind of sorted on its own. Hey, look. So, look, y'all. It's already been rolling. Y'all already see what we've been talking about. You see us <laughs> seeing some behind the scenes, but you seeing it real time. or Not real time, but just seeing what we were talking about. So, look, y'all. Uh, our guest, as I just said, as y'all heard me mention, largest episode ever. We don't brought her back on. But now we don't brought her back on. And it's, it's, it's from her being like, Ah, like in this new world to now still still a pretty new still a pretty fresh world because a year goes by pretty fast mm -hmm. nevertheless now not only is she in tech not only has she actually been doing her job in tech you know but now she also is instructing people as well and so we got a lot to talk about today y'all uh if you're unfamiliar with miss tiffany Poole. Miss, Miss, uh, is it health coach? What is it? Health coach, health Tif coach Tiffany. Health coach For, Tiffany. Former health coach Tiffany. Former health coach <laughs> Tiffany. What is it now? Is it tech coach it's, Tiffany? <laughs> maybe. 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 Okay. Maybe at my Instagram hey. needs a rebranding. Hey, look, stick around <laughs> to the end of this episode to see, to see what it's about now. Changes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Look, y'all, it's going to be a really uh, incredible episode. I'm very excited. And so uh, let's go ahead and jump straight into it. But first and foremost, Tiffany, thank you for. Not just being on Texas New Black before, not just being our, our largest episode so far, mm -hmm. but for being on here again for our one year anniversary with 100,000 subscribers and all of that, which, which awesome. you're a huge part of that as well. So thank you. Yes. Thank you for being on Texas New Black. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad to be here. When you reached out, I was excited. It's crazy. Like you said, how quickly a year passes. Man. I can't believe that a year has gone by already, but just all the momentum that the podcast has seen and mm -hmm. um, just what it's done for me in my career yeah. in terms of the people that reach out and the opportunities that it's allowed me to have too. So You know what's interesting? I guess I never even thought about that because we, we've had like, you know, Sinead, Sinead just left. Yeah. You know, we were, we were talking to her and 
Shanae and other people that have been on a podcast have communicated to us where they were like, yo, like the podcast actually did something for me mm-hmm. and it gave me connections in it and it brought value to me. I guess I never thought about just like we were saying how we were very shocked that yours is number one. Mm hmm. Not anything because of you, but because it's like, again, we're thinking like, oh, man, it's, it's going to be the people that have started a company and have done this and made $20 million or something. Right. And it's like, oh, no, but people see themselves in you. I'm curious. One other thing you just mentioned is kind of like, had me like, oh, I guess what are some of the experiences you've had maybe from being on the podcast mm-hmm. from people coming up to you and conversations you've had? Right. So, number one, kind of I think back to even the Instagram live that we did, like right yeah. before the podcast was we even did, we a did thing. We did two of them out there. No, yeah, not we did two, but it, like two, like two parts, yeah, yeah. same day, two parts or whatever. Um, but just the the love that I get in my in my yeah. inbox, you know, I'm not on Instagram as much, but even on LinkedIn, like people reaching out, wanting advice, um, telling me that they watched the episode, like even up until this past week, right? Yeah. Oh, I just saw your episode, so people are like going back looking at the recordings and things like that and saying your story is so inspiring and you know you made me feel like this is something that i can do too and what Mm -hmm. have you and that's what it's about right like not just knowing that you can do it but showing other people being an example that they have the possibility of doing that too um and then learnful Right yeah. now, of course, I had a, a relationship with Nigel because he was my instructor. Yeah. Um, in another boot camp. Yeah, he was my instructor as well. Yep. Yeah. Um, but for sure, like understanding the the weight that came with um, having done that podcast, the interest that was shown or whatever, like knowing, okay, this can be a solid person. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a part of Learnful as well, mm-hmm. right? So. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's, it's been awesome. Yeah, that's fire. So we're, we're going to talk a little bit in a moment uh, or later on about just you being an instructor mm-hmm. and what that looks like and some of the, the, the tips and gems that you can even provide people even on the time that we have here. So make sure that y'all, y'all listen up, have your notepads out, all that good stuff mm-hmm. to, to take on some of those gems she's going to drop. Uh, but again, this time last year, we had you on the podcast. You mm-hmm. had been at uh, uh, the company that you're currently at now. Jesus? Right. (laughs) Okay. So last time we had you on, you had been at the company that you're at for roughly three to four months. You were in, Mm -hmm. you're still in training. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I talk to people about all the time is, you know, they're like, man, well, okay, what if I get at the job and and I won't fully know the job? I won't won't know anything. And I went, no, no, it's pretty standard. Depending on what your role is in tech, it's pretty Mm -hmm. standard that you get like a two to three month type of like training period Mm -hmm. and one of the things that i love about ukg shouts out to them is that they offer like like when when you came on i was thinking oh she's out she's demoing already all of that you're like i'm I'm still in training they're not rushing me or anything like that and i was like yo that's fire but now you've been out there in the field so what has it actually been like it's one thing to be in tech and and get the get the money and and the the benefits, the perks, and, and like enjoy the the remote work, all of those pieces, mm-hmm. but you hadn't started like necessarily where you were working, but it wasn't being out in the field yet, virtually. Right. But now that you're actually out in the field working, what is it like? So I love it. First yeah. off, like I'll start with that, um, and I guess I'll share the good things, right? The yeah. positive things first. 
it it's what I thought it was going to be. Okay. So there have been no surprises. The career itself, like the role, is what I thought it would be. Um, and the company is honestly more. Yeah. It, it's more than what I thought it would be. Um, but you really do have to exercise time management, mm-hmm. right? And I think I shared a little bit about that. Like, oh, I have a lot of autonomy around my time and things like that. And you do. Yeah. But my first customer is my account executive, right? So it's like you still have to play nice, you know, and you have to be available, um, especially if you want to excel. Yeah. So I've had some amazing opportunities um, literally right after I graduated, Mm -hmm. right? Um, My director reached out to me to be on this project. And, you know, again, I'm green. I don't know. She's like, yeah, we need this analyst demo done. And I'm like, who's going to tell their director no? So I'm like, sure, like, (laughs) I'll do it. My manager, I think, was out of town for something. So she wasn't quite in the loop yet. So she gets back and I let her know. And she's like, oh, okay. Like, if we can work on that. Long story short, I find out that as I'm working on this project that um, Nelson Hall, which is an analyst company, they analyze software mm-hmm. to pretty much rank, you know, where you are. Like, how do you serve your customers? Who's like, you know, best fit or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's what that demo was for. First ever demo. Whoa. Was for this analyst company. <laughs> right. Wow. Exactly. So number one, in honor, right, that my director thought that much of me. Yeah. And I think that that speaks volumes to making sure that you're in circles where people believe in you when you aren't even quite sure. Mm -hmm. Right. When you're still a little bit apprehensive, but they see something in you that you've not really recognized in yourself. Yeah. um, Because that like catapulted me into, you know, so far having like an amazing year at UKG. And. I've not expressed this like publicly, like people mm-hmm. within my company know or whatever, um, but I've not said anything out loud just because I'm not like, I don't like that or whatever. I don't like a lot of attention. Yeah. But that demo, along with everybody else that I were, it was a team of us that had to work, but I actually yeah, got course. to demo our software. We are the number one, not just a leader, but the number one software for small business, which is the division that I work in. So, That's crazy. you know, talk about Gosh. a year. Yeah. <laughs> talk you about a year. out the gate. Like, right. Oh, yeah. And when, when did you actually uh, do that demo? When did you start demoing? So I started demoing. I graduated. So I went to, I wrapped up all of my training, but then I took a two week trip to Greece. Yeah. So or to specifically, the Mediterranean. I want to make sure people are clear. Specifically, yeah. your training at your company. Training at my company. Okay, cool. Exactly. Three months of training. I took a two-week vacation, which to, was perfectly to fine, to Greece, Ooh. yeah, to Mediterranean, but a lot of the Greek Isles, and um, came back, did my graduation demo, so this had to be in November. Okay. Um, and in terms of, like, an actual client demo, probably not until the start of the year. You know, again, mm-hmm. my account executives were newer, too, and so... No different than it takes time for you to get ramped up in your job. It takes time for them to get ramped up. You know, they're building their pipeline out and everything like that. And so that demo gave me an opportunity. I can't remember. It it probably was in 
November, December, Mm -hmm. potentially. I can't remember exactly when. And then, you know, I've been waiting, like, are the results going to come out? And I didn't realize, like, how long the process is. So Mm -hmm. I think that was maybe, like, a month or two ago. Okay. That we finally found out that we were ranked, like, number one in small business. Wow. Since then, I've done, you know, what feels like a gazillion demos. Yeah. 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 Yo, that's so fire. So what did it, I'm curious, what did it feel like, like, doing it? Yeah. Preparing it, doing it. Because, I mean, you, you have been training, training, training. Right. And now it's time to actually get out there. What yeah. was that like? It was scary. It was scary. Yeah. I mean, there's still times now that I'll get a little nervous, yeah. a little sweaty, you know, mm-hmm. before I get on to do a demo. Um, particularly if it's a industry, you know, that I don't know very well. Because we don't work in verticals in, in the division that I work in. So, I could be talking to... A construction company one day, mm-hmm. a I was just talking to a, a pharmacy, you know, yeah. yesterday. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So things like that or whatever. So you have to really be on your toes. You have to be curious. Um, you have to be willing to research, you know, and all those sorts of things or yeah. whatever. So that very first one though, it was after I got done, the analyst said that is probably one of the best demos that I've seen. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then even the 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 team that I worked with, um shout I, I actually have the Opal at UKG. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing woman. Um she doesn't know she's my mentor, but I look up to her. So uh-huh. I'm gonna say that hey, out she loud. Look up yeah. to you, Op- it's Opal. <laughs> Opal, yeah. She look up to you Opal. Opal Wagnack. She is phenomenal. Um just you know, UKG has a gym in her and I had the opportunity to work with her, you know, yeah. so just to like glean her knowledge, how she presents things. Right. Because she's she's now the director. Actually, I think she was. I can't remember what her role was, but she's actually gotten a promotion since her yeah. and I worked together. And um, just the way that she understands how to position our software, mm-hmm. just man like i couldn't have asked to be in a better position to work with the the team that i that i did and they made me feel comfortable even though i was like very nervous right like yeah yeah man ukg there are a lot of great tech companies that are out there uh, of course i haven't worked at all of them but and, and actually i have i have not had any bad experiences when it comes to tech companies mm-hmm. but i would definitely say there were unique pros to each of the ones that i was at and one of the pros that I would say about UKG is that they definitely had a very refined feel to the way that they did things. But again, mm-hmm. they're, they're not a new company. Right. And so, but sometimes a company could be really old and because they're so old, they're stuck in their ways. And mm-hmm. so it's like UKG has the, they have the feel of like modern tech companies, but they have like a certain maturation to it. Right. And it's like, because e- even the way I'd already knew how to demo before I was at UKG. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those of y'all that don't know, I was very briefly at the uh, at the company. I didn't even, wasn't even there long enough to start demoing. before we could work together. Yes. Yeah, because I was scared because she was coming. I said, man, I said, I don't want, I don't want to embarrass myself. She's going to be like, Cyrus, you out here talking about you a sales owner? You kind of whack. No, nah, but uh, nevertheless, I remember being there and I was like, Yo, there were like there were deeper levels of demoing that they were teaching. I was like, yo, this is like, this is like demoing like 
I don't even know how to, how to describe it, but it, it, it it's like this is like like a you know how like there's like the the great value brand something right and then there's and then there's like a, a decent quality version and then I, I guess we'll say it this way it's like there's there's the 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 Ford of demoing right and then there is like the there's the BMW of demoing but then there's the Ferrari of demoing right and. I would say I started, I felt like I was already kind of like a bit of like a BMW from, because I got really good training before. Mm-hmm. When I was at UKG, I was like, oh, this is like, this is like refined. Yeah. It was very granular, very deep. And I was like, yo, this is, so I, I could imagine because you are already, I already know, I already tell on paper, like already you are just the kind of woman, the kind of person where, and I mean, you mentioned this before, like mm-hmm. in the interview or podcast we did before, where it's like, okay, you're very like type A, you really like to kind of keep things pretty organized, yeah. all of that. And but then the way they do their stuff is like that too. Yes. And so I was like, yo, that's probably a perfect marriage for you. Like, totally. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So, so on one end, it's fire. And I want I want to make sure people heard that. Like literally her your first demo, the person that was on there with you said, yo, this is the best I think I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Your first demo. Yeah. That's insane. The thing is though, that was intention. Yeah. Right? And you know, and I'm sure we touched on this on the last podcast or whatever, but everything has to be intentional. Yeah. Like literally from day one, as I was having conversations with my manager, I'm like, I want to be the SC that people are like, I want Tiffany. Yo. Like that was my goal. Come on. I want Tiffany. So it's like, okay, what do I have to do yeah. to get there? That yeah. means listening and training. That means taking the feedback, not yeah. being emotional, you know, doing the research potentially stand up you know i actually just talked about this on um learn for we did a webinar yeah thursday and in the chat i can't remember like what was going on in the chat or whatever but i said you have so many people that just want to show up to work and do exactly what's on the job description and then get mad that you don't get promotions that you don't get picked for the project that Come you don't on. get to you know pick to speak at the the conference or whatever yeah but you're showing up and you're doing the bare minimum that's real you know which is cool yeah which is cool if you want to do the bare minimum Mm -hmm. and just collect your check and you know go on about your business Mm -hmm. or whatever um but that wasn't my intention yeah you know i love that so much yo so for everybody who's listening to this and you're thinking man i would love to have a career in tech like what this guest is talking about right now I suggest you check out Careers Bootcamp. Not only is Careers the bootcamp that I did to break into tech, but it's also the bootcamp that most of my friends did to be able to get in the industry as well because they have a variety of different roles that you are able to take to be able to land into the tech industry. Now, one thing that we're very excited about is that Careers has given our audience a $300 off discount link that's specific to the link that we have in our bio. If you click on this link, not only do you get $300 off their regular price, but even if you catch Careerist during a special sale or any type of discount that they have going on, you can pair our discount link on top of that to get an additional $300 off. So make sure you go ahead and click on that discount link and keep us posted on your journey breaking into tech. Man, there's so much value in that. Uh, also, I want to um, give a give a quick shout out to Learnful. We're going to talk a little bit more about Learnful uh, mm-hmm. in a minute, uh, but Learnful is the uh, the boot camp that she is a mentor mm-hmm. at. And so, uh, again, it's one of the one of the founders of Learnful is uh, Nigel, and Nigel was both of our instructor uh, at a previous boot camp. He mm-hmm. saw some things that he could leverage and that he could in, in be, better yet, like kind of like level up and increase, mm-hmm. and uh, and with that uh, started Learnful. So. 
Uh, so, so yeah, so uh, we're gonna talk about that in a second. So look, so you've been in the industry for a minute now. It's been incredible. It's been fire. So you mentioned pros, but mm-hmm. what are some maybe cons? Because people right. people always will ask me that. I'm not too good at, at thinking of too many cons, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know, maybe I'm too big on just kind of like, I'm just like, I don't care, I'm good, I'm go. So what right. are some things you're say like, okay, things maybe you didn't expect that are like, mm, this is something that, you know, people should take note of. Right. I'm the same way, right? I'm very yeah. much like you create your path, like, yeah. you know, you decide how you want to approach things. But things that I would say took me by surprise are things that people need to be prepared for, right? Because everybody sees like, oh, I'm making this money, I'm doing this, I'm traveling. Like I've never traveled so much in a year since I've had this job, you know what I'm saying? Um, And all that is wonderful, Mm -hmm. but you put in work when you're working. So there are like, if this, if I think about this past week, um, I had a demo and I was actually helping someone else out because I wasn't working with my account executive on this demo. And I was up till maybe 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night working. Yeah. You know, but then there are days where it's 11 or 12 in the afternoon and I'm at Target. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so it's like you have to be okay with that balance. And if you're the type of person that is like, you know, I'm working nine to five and that's it. And when it's five, I'm clocking out, you know, read you may need to evaluate you know if if this is the right career for you because Mm -hmm. there are times where you are going to you know have to step up have to get out your comfort zone um and do things that are a little bit out of the box yeah um i'm very much you know you mentioned like type a or whatever i and we have a process Mm -hmm. and so there are times where i'm like okay this is the process but i gotta do a favor you still use discernment yeah of course you got to use discernment, but there are times where I'm like, I, you know, I, I can see that this is going to blow up. All right. So, so, all right, let, let's be real. So when you say do a favor, are you talking about someone looping you in on a demo, like short notice? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, or just not having all of the information, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Being eager about something and you can see a mile away that is nothing to be eager yeah. about, but you still you still yeah. play in it. Like like know? a like a, a deal or a a prospect where it's like, okay, we're not really sure if we actually are a good fit for them or we don't have a, a clear understanding, mm-hmm. but we're just excited about the potential money. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, stuff like that. And you're always going to run into that, right? Mm-hmm. I think the thing is, is building a good relationship with your account executives. Yeah. So I love my account executives. You know, mm-hmm. things shift or whatever. And I'm, I even expressed to my manager, like, please don't move my people. Like, we're good. But again, it was intentional. Yeah. You know, I'm like, hey, I want to get to know you all. I want us to understand each other's role. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I meet with them every week. It's like a standing invite on our calendars mm-hmm. where we all get together um, so that, number one, I learn to respect you because I know you as a person mm-hmm. and vice versa. Um, and I learn to respect your role mm-hmm. and vice versa. And so now when we need to have those difficult conversations, nobody's, you know, in their feelings or you know, egos getting bruised or whatever, because Mm -hmm. we've been intentional about building the relationships, you know, but it's when you maybe, again, you have an encounter where you got to work with somebody you don't normally work with Mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, let's like set some ground rules for how we're going to engage one another pretty much. Yeah. That's so real. So real. 
uh, and th- these are those real conversations like people need to be aware of. So one of the things you mentioned earlier, and I want to be clear because our, our audience has like been evolving. Like we have a mm-hmm. lot of people, and I'm incredibly grateful that we have a lot of people that watch the podcast that are very seasoned in tech, like far seasoned That's beyond cool. us. And at first I thought, okay, it's just going to be people that are new in the tech industry. But then as time has gone by, now it's just, realistically, we're just kind of a platform now that people that are just in tech at all varying levels watch or tune into or, or recommend. And so nevertheless, to make sure that we're also addressing people that are brand new, that maybe it's your first time watching Tech is New Black or you right. just jumped in. One of the things people might be wondering when they're like, okay, well, you having to have a good relationship with your account executive and... What some people don't realize is that when you are when you're a sales engineer, it's, it's such a cool job because it's like account executives. And, and I want you to kind of jump in on this, anything mm-hmm. that I leave out, but like account executives, which basically are the sales reps, they will oftentimes get a potential deal. They'll get a, a client or a prospect someone that hasn't been doing business with the company yet, but they're in the market to do business with the company. And uh, they're, mm-hmm. they're maybe looking at your competitors. Uh, maybe they just might be looking at you, whatever. It's different scenarios depending on the type of business. Nevertheless, the account executives, whenever the prospect needs to see a demo, but at, at UKG, it seems like most of the times, from my memory, most of the times a, a sales engineer is looped in on it yeah. versus I've been at tech companies before where it was up and down. Sometimes the account executive would just handle the deal. The sales engineers mm-hmm. will never get involved. But at UKG, it's like a very close pairing yes. to where the account executives, whenever there's a potential deal, the sales engineer gets looped in. But the account executives usually get to choose sometimes, like if they want this sales engineer or if they want another. And many times, now there are some companies where they just have a dedicated sales engineer for that team and that's it. Mm-hmm. But there are most times the account executives can choose out of a small pool of sales engineers which ones they want to work with. And many times, first off, because of that, usually the sales engineer gets more money, more recognition based off of how many demos they are a part of and based off of how influential they are in the deal being closed. And so it's a really cool thing that, and I'm I'm bringing this up because it's really dope that she mentions that she's like, yo, I want to be the sales engineer that the other account executives want to work with. They're like, yo, like we want to work with with Tiffany. Because that's a really cool thing. And I've been in a company before where... There were account executives. I wasn't even a part of their team. Mm-hmm. And I was newer than the, than, than the sales engineer that was a part of their team. And they would go out of their team to hit up myself and another account executive. Shouts, not, not, not another account executive, another SE. Shouts mm-hmm. out to Chase. They would hit us up. They wouldn't even hit up their SE. See? And our calendars would already be full. And they would, like, squeeze time on our... They were like, come on, can you do it, please? And, you know, like, we would say, yeah. yeah. But then that guy ended up getting let go. And it was because mm-hmm. it was like, okay, none of his account executives wanted to work with him. Mm-hmm. And I was still pretty new. I was like, y'all want to work with me over him? Like, he kind of trained me a little bit. And they were like, yeah, but... And so it's it's really important that the things she mentioned, that you're not just getting in this industry. I'll say this. I'll say it straight up. Do not be the kind of person that's getting in this industry. And you're like, okay, I'm just trying to get my check and move on. This isn't yeah. really the industry, especially today in the market and the way things are different. Right. This is not the industry where you want to do the bare minimum just to get the check. If anything, you need to have the mindset where you want to soar and you want to excel. Really, I would say you can like take a lot from what Tiffany mentioned, things that she's doing as well. 
Yeah, you'll be putting your green banner back up real quick. Yeah. Oh yeah, real quick, real quick. We don't want to see that. We don't want to right, see that. Right, exactly. You want to keep your that. job, right? Yeah, exactly. Not just get your job, keep your job. Big facts. Yeah, yeah. So we we are paired. So I have three dedicated AEs. But when you become that person that people know, like you're gonna show up, like like you said, they were going out of their way. That was for a reason. You were mm-hmm. probably easy to work with, reliable. Mm-hmm. And you were going to come in and do your job and yeah. do it well, right? When yeah. it came time to actually hop on a demo. Um, and that's the thing. Like, yes, we have a process, but I'm not difficult to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, you are going to be able to, like, count on me to pick up on some things that maybe you didn't pick up on when we we're on mm-hmm. a discovery call or whatever. So that we can put our best foot forward when we do the demo. And when mm-hmm. it comes time to do the demo, I'm going to do the demo. Yeah. You know what I'm Hell saying? Yeah. Like, I'm going to do the demo. So... When someone's out or like now our our product, the product that I support is actually being um, moving up market. Mm-hmm. And so there is some transition with that. The, the SEs that would normally, you know, demo another product, they're in the learning process. And so I get pulled in on deals that aren't even in my market. Mm-hmm. You know, again, just these opportunities. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's why. That's why. Yeah. If I wasn't coachable, if I wasn't approachable, if I wasn't intentional, all the O's, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that would not be the case. Yeah, that's so real. Yeah. You know, so you mentioned earlier that so you don't work in a specific vertical. Yeah. Meaning that uh, and and clarify me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. as I'm trying to instruct other people, make sure that I'm instructing them properly. Right. As you know, you don't work in a specific vertical, meaning that you're not stuck to just working with construction companies that need UKG software, mm-hmm. or you're not stuck just working with with accounting companies, or like you work with a variety of different companies and businesses. Yeah. So because of that, one of the beautiful things about being a sales engineer, and this also is a, is a tech sales or account executive thing as well. One of the beautiful things about being a sales engineer is that you you basically have to study each of these businesses in order to know how mm-hmm. to demo to them properly. Exactly. So now, yeah, that's a pressuring thing. But, and this is really for the entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs that are listening. Mm-hmm. What do you think the benefit of that is to learn a variety of different businesses as a sales engineer, to be able to demo and really sell to them? Right. Number one, we should all be lifelong learners, right? Yeah. When when I'm asked, um, like, what is one of the things that I enjoy most about the job is the research. Yeah. Like, I just like learning something new. Yeah. I think it's the challenge, right? The challenge of even, um, like, can I learn this? Yeah. Can I can I learn it deeply enough that when I'm having a conversation with somebody, it sounds like I could potentially work in the industry? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and to have that skill means that you can be in any room yeah, and you can have a conversation with anybody and mm-hmm. you never know what doors that's going to open, mm-hmm. you know, when you're when you have that ability. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've demoed to a lot of construction companies. So one of my my areas um, territories is Alabama. OK, a lot of construction, a lot of manufacturing, space engineering, stuff like that. I'm like, I don't know nothing about no space engineering company, you know. Um, but I've had to do it enough now that, again, 
when it's a deal like that, I either get pulled in or like, hey, so-and-so has a construction deal. Can you put, you know, can you set up some time so that you all can discuss and you can kind of let them know what you did or some things that came up when you were working on that construction yeah. deal, you know? Mm-hmm. So again, it's just, and it's making yourself valuable, mm-hmm. right? Also, Most importantly is making yourself valuable. I pray that I'm not laid off at UKG. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're I doing pray. some of the best demos there. You, you're making the money. <laughs> but if by chance, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I now know my value in yeah, this industry. Exactly. So I'm going to take those same skills, values, and apply it someplace else. Yeah. But I'm not trying to go nowhere. Man, you, uh, one, just the, the kind of woman that you are, and then two, the the kind of training that UKG gave you on top of what you already understood. I mean, you, not just UKG, mm-hmm. not just the, the boot camp you did before, but also, I mean, you were part of pre, pre-sales collective as well. Mm-hmm. And so you have like, I mean, and really, I still think like the, the, the training that UKG offers is very superb. Yeah. You would be a, a, a gem for a tech company Mm -hmm. like you would be phenomenal so yeah so one i (laughs) I highly doubt anything about ukg letting you or something like that (laughs) happening uh but even still like you would just uh, you'd be such such a gem such a gem but anyway that's that's the sidebar sidebar Mm -hmm. thing now so it's been a year and a half now since i started going live on social media a little over a year and a half really started like february last year when Mm -hmm. i started going live Telling people about tech, saying, hey, money in this industry is incredible. I'm a sales engineer. These are some of the different jobs and stuff you can do in tech, whatever. A lot of different people, they would get in tech and they would say, hey, Cyrus, my first company offered me this much. Hey, Cyrus, this company offered me this much. At the time, I'm not going to say the number, but mm-hmm. at the time, you were like the highest entry level offer i had ever heard i said yo now mind you there's two people now but really like realistically there's one person that has the biggest off first time tech offer where it was uh they got a hundred and their their first first job one hundred sixty four thousand dollars first wow time in tech (laughs) i was like yeah yo that's That's crazy yeah but you you're you are not too too far from that in terms of being like a second or potential third. And one of the things that I notice is that when I'm I'm talking to certain people that are already making really good money in their industry, mm-hmm. but they're at the ceiling. So like oftentimes I'll talk to someone and they're already making $150,000. Right. But they like hate their job, hate their industry, and they're at the ceiling. They're like I'm not going to make any more money. I'm already mm-hmm. at the ceiling. And they're like they're like, I want to get into tech. They're like, how do I get in? And I and I start out making like at least what I'm making now or two hundred thousand. And I tell them, unfortunately, I'm like, look, the, the odds of that are like point zero 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 one percent. It's very <laughs> unlikely, like that, that someone's gonna start out making that much money. Mm-hmm. But you you were a pretty interesting uh, case or just kind of conversation to have because. When you were looking to get into tech, you were already your, your reasoning wasn't even really the money because you were already making pretty good money. Right. You and correct me if I'm wrong. You had shared that you kind of were expecting to maybe take a a, a short pay cut 
and then scale just to get in the industry. But instead, you ain't take a pay cut. You got to pay bump when you got in the industry. Right. But still just that mindset that you had. And I, and I want to have this conversation to communicate to people that are at that ceiling in their industry. They're frustrated. Mm-hmm. And they're and they are thinking to get into another industry, maybe tech or maybe some other industry. There's more of a mindset. It's more than just talking tech because we care more holistically about people and fear and them being stuck mm-hmm. in the space. What would you communicate to a friend or someone is just coming to you for quick mentorship and they say, hey, look, I'm stuck. I'm making $120,000, $150,000 in this industry. I'm thinking about switching over to maybe the finance industry or the tech industry or you know, it looks like this AI stuff looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I want to make that shift, but it looks like I might have to take a temporary pay cut before I can scale in the future. Like, how do I, how do I deal with that? How did you deal with that? Right. You know, the number one thing is people want microwave results. Yeah. Especially right? today. Especially today, especially, you know, hmm, I won't get on my soapbox about social media. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hold that comment. Okay. But um, <laughs> but understanding that you are putting yourself in position to be catapulted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not the, the money that I was making when I left healthcare. It took me 18 years 18 years to make that. Ooh. Exactly. I've been at UKG just over a year now, and I've already gotten a raise. Ooh. I'm sure that I will be getting a raise. Our new fiscal year comes up soon, so I'm sure that I'll be getting a raise with that. Yeah. Um, certainly, if I were to look at moving markets or whatever, yeah. that potentially would come you know, with a raise. But when you have that commission... There are months I'm going to be, I'm not going to share. I shared my pay last time. I'm not going to share my pay this time fully, but, mm-hmm. um, there are so watch the last episode. Months, the right, watch the last one. <laughs> um, there, there have been months where, I mean, me and my reps, we're killing it. Yeah. And my commission check is bigger than both of my paychecks combined. Yowzers. Right. So, you know, and, and, and I'm going to share this little caveat, too, because one of the things that really pushed me into this was thinking that I had to start my own business, do, you know, something. And I and I did that, mm-hmm. but it it turned me away from my love of health coaching yeah. because I was so focused on making it a business and getting paid a certain amount of money for it because I thought that that was the only way that I could be successful. The only yeah. way that I could make, you know, a certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are months where literally my mind is blown that I've made that much money in a month Man. at a nine to five job. Yeah. And it's not about stopping there, right? Because yes, that money is gonna continue to come, but then what are you doing with it? Yes. You know? That's real. So I would tell that person, don't think about that paycheck in the moment. Mm -hmm. Like, number one, figure out what you can scale back on if you're Mm -hmm. worried about how my bills are going to get paid and all of that. I'm not in that place because I had a talk with God a long time ago about that. I had to make a whole lot of career moves, career changes or whatever. I was a single mom for some time um, and 
wanted to be there for my son. I think that you mentioned that in the opener, if it makes it or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I've had to like quit the full time job, pick up PRN work. um, And we never went without. And so taking a pay cut for me is has never been about, oh, how are we going to make it? You know, I'm not married to a job, a certain amount of money, because I know who provides for me. Yeah. But when I'm operating and doing what I'm supposed to be doing, such as right now, mm-hmm. it's like, it'll blow your mind, you know? And it's like, okay, now what am I going to do with that extra income now that you've actually put yourself in a position or whatever, Yeah. you know, make your money, make money at this point, you know? And Man. if you want to start the business, start the business, but yeah. that's not the only way. So yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. One of the things I think about is and this, this wasn't even on my uh, list of questions, but one of the mm-hmm. things I, I look at and I, mean, I, I used to talk about this a lot on my page, mainly for the sake of the sake of like just kind of marketing or promoting getting in tech. Mm-hmm. I would talk about how, hey, you know, getting in tech, you know, the average person in tech is making this much compared to the average entrepreneur or compared to, you know, it's like you're making more from a nine to five than most people make working in tech. And I mean, I, I talk about I talk about it, but but more realistically, as time is going by, and I've been doing more research, and I've been looking up, and I was like, oh, you know. So first off, one one thing I'm not sure people know this. Let us know in the comments if you're aware of this already. But the the fastest growing community of entrepreneurs are Black people. Mm-hmm. Like we are the number one entrepreneurs for the past like several years. We're the yeah. number one starter of businesses by far. But we are our our debt is still getting worse. We're still like yeah. going down in comparison to other communities. And I was thinking about that, and I was looking, and I was I've been looking at social media, and I've been thinking, mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, you know, we have a lot of gurus where everybody's pitching, hey, do this thing so I can show you how to start your business, or do this thing so mm-hmm. I can show you how to get get a loan or get your credit here so you can do this thing for your business. Yeah. And I'm like, man. There are other communities doing it, too, because many times we oftentimes are just so caught up in our own uh, just kind of our own echo chamber where we think, mm-hmm. oh, only the black community is doing this. No, every community is doing most of the things that we see. It's just nevertheless, there, there's an old quote or slogan that I heard, not slogan, but quote that says when white America gets the cold, black America gets the flu, mm. where it's like the same yeah. thing that hits them. It hits us but many times significantly worse. Yeah. Same thing. All the, the broken relationships and toxic stuff we see many times we mm-hmm. think it's just the black community. No, it's America in general. But unfortunately, it's hitting us harder right. than it's hitting everyone else. That being said, I don't think I don't want to say that people are getting scammed into starting businesses, but many black people and I've seen I'll say this straight up bluntly. Many people are getting pressured or foolishly inspired to start businesses prematurely. Better watch out. (laughs) We're starting businesses prematurely. And because we have gurus that are selling a course, they say, hey, take this course. I'm going to show you how to start a business so you can have the chains to be successful like me. And and I I learned a Mm -hmm. lot of marketing stuff from them. Mm -hmm. But the difference is that you legit will like you legit can at least get a for real six figure career in tech. But many of them will say, hey, do this, do that. And you can have a, a this Rolls Royce, have this, have that like me. And unfortunately, many people are doing that stuff and they don't realize 
how much comes with truly starting a business Mm-hmm. And like when it comes to systems, I mean, e- even now, like Texas New Black is doing well. We're doing better than the majority of podcasts, praise God. Mm-hmm. But realistically, the, the deeper we go, the more I'm like, yo, this rabbit hole of business goes deep. And I'm like, people don't know all of this stuff. It costs money to make money. Yes, it is. It, and, and I look at it and I'm like, even I think about. So and I, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this like bluntly, like. This year, we potentially might gross a million dollars this year. That's what's up. And as much as that sounds like, oh, that's, and that is a blessing. I want to be very clear. That is a blessing. I look at certain expenses and certain things we need to do. And when we talk about, it's so much that I'm like, yo, realistically, even though we're, this is success on a small scale, I'm like the amount of headaches that happen behind the scenes mm-hmm. and and the, we're blessed to have certain systems and things in place already. But I look at it and I'm like, yo, if I did not have my tech career, none of these things wouldn't have been able to really truly be funded. And so mm-hmm. I look at people that are starting businesses off of like low salaries or no salaries. And I'm like, man, and, and I hate to see how I feel like it's spiraling our community where we're starting all of these businesses we're getting these loans. We can't pay the loans off. We go into further debt, mm-hmm. and then we go into further poverty. Yeah. And so, in further yeah, mental poverty. Mm. What do you mean by that? Mental poverty. Because yeah. when you fail at something, what does that do to you? Discourages you. Right. Yeah. And now you feel like, well, the next thing is not going to work. Versus Ooh. positioning yourself to be successful. Yeah. Which means. Having that discernment, mm-hmm. right? And not just, like you said, listening to the person that's like, oh, yeah, come take my whatever and let me show you how to. That may not be for you. Yeah. Or it may not be for you right now. It just adds so much extra, like, stress on you because if, if you think about, like, all these, all these, uh, I would say scammers. You just call them the scammers. Yeah, you call them uh, call, telling you to, let's find, let's hit this bank play, get an LLC, and then take out this $50,000 mm-hmm. loan, $25,000 loan. But you're telling people to do that with no type of plan. Not a, not a $25,000 in debt, $10,000 in debt, yeah. or whatever the amount is in debt. And all of that stuff adds up. And like you mm-hmm. said, it adds to that, that mental anguish. And you go into all kind of depression. So it's like mm-hmm. you're not really helping your community. You're just trying to you trying to make your money yeah. off your little program, but you're really doing more damage than you are uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that that's very yeah. true. I think about. I mean, Eric. Let's actually. I want to ask you, and I'm, I'm happy you spoke. Because I literally was about to turn the conversation to you. You, as like a, a a successful videographer, like you you've worked with a lot of people that are that are shaking and moving. You've done a lot of amazing mm-hmm. things. But you also, as we, I've known you for years, but the more we've gotten to know each other as we've been working on tech as a new black together, I've been learning, you've been like, yo, a lot of these people that look like they're making a lot of money and are making all this content saying, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. You're finding as you're working with them, a lot of them really don't have money. And a lot of them are making content and doing things to make it look like they have money. So people who have a little bit of money will give the little bit of money they have to fund their stuff so they can continue looking like they have money mm-hmm. from your angle and perspective because because you you're, you're a very successful videographer you are like you're very organized the way you run things the way you handle things with you working with people that are legitimately successful and have legitimate businesses are doing things properly but then you also seeing the other side of it 
What is your perspective of how you think these things are affecting our community? But I think uh, I think it just goes back to what we what, what we were just mentioning that um, that it puts us deeper. Like if we're working, it's like you have on the surface where we're working to do the same goal where people say, well, we're trying to close the wealth gap. But in the, in the, in the midst of you really doing it to profit off of yourself, you're really not providing the information that you need for people to really get what they need to be to succeed so like you have a course or let's say people have courses and you do these teasers online and you don't really give them enough information so they spend ten thousand dollars to get in your program or five thousand dollars to get in your program now they're in your program and they don't have the discipline to to do it so they didn't Mm -hmm. waste it five ten thousand dollars inside of a program not a not a y'all some money and you're off to the next person off to the next person trying to find your next money but not really not really catering to or thinking about the people that you that you these the amount of people that you're leaving behind yeah. just because you're getting successful. So I believe that uh, there are people who are genuine out there who are doing mm-hmm. the work and yeah. who are who are who are who are making uh, changing lives, who are who are providing value that uh, that causes their business to change, that causes their families to be better, and all all type of other things. But mm-hmm. there also are more people. Uh, doing work that count that uh, that counters the good work that's uh, done in the community. So yeah. I just feel like it's it's tricky because you want to you want to believe that people have uh, people have like good intentions for your future, but a lot of them honestly they they really don't. They just trying to do something for themselves. Right. Yeah. So it's like their motivation isn't to really see you see you succeed, but their motivation is to really for them to profit. That's real. Yeah. And and as and as much as I feel this, again, I'm, I'm always transparent. Like we, like when people do boot camps, like the boot camps we promote or we mention, we get like an affiliate kickback from the from the boot camps and programs. That's a huge part of what funds tech as a new black. And so I do a lot of lifestyle marketing. I learned, mm. I, and I'll be very real. I learned a lot from the forex people when that was booming and oh. popping. I learned a lot from a lot of those the lifestyle marketers. Yeah, for real. But I learned a lot from their lifestyle marketing stuff. Mm-hmm. So as much as I learn from them, I also have this 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 deep conviction when it comes to like really truly helping people. And and in that, I've been able to see in the last year, it's been beautiful. Like well over five hundred people have been able to break in tech, scale in tech, uh, all of that just through the work we've been able to do with tech as a new black. Nevertheless, I've also seen some people that have gotten in the industry and. They got an industry. They were excited. Oh, I want to make money. They did a boot camp. They were like, they kind of went through the boot camp. I'm not sure if they really got everything they needed, whatever, but they got into tech, but then they were not able to sustain, let alone thrive in their mm-hmm. career. And so this leads, uh, kind of leads us over to the work that you're doing with Learnful right. as, a, as a mentor. And one of the things that I love about Learnful, and I'll let you kind of touch on this a, a little bit, is how learnful is more than just hey just helping people get the job but it's more to it than that Mm -hmm. so you can explain to people really quickly like what is different the difference with learnful and also what is your role there as a mentor right so number one shout out to nigel like even his thought process for um putting together what learnful would look like right like being very very intentional about not only the level of instruction, which mm-hmm. even the instructors, top-notch instructors, excelling in their careers at top companies, right? Mm-hmm. So not somebody who you're like, mm, you know, did you work in the field? Did you not work in the field? What's that company? That yeah. sort of thing. But also in 
putting just as much emphasis on the mentorship. Yeah. And the mentorship not being, oh, I'm going to look at your resume. I'm going to throw out a couple interview questions or whatever. Yeah. There are honestly times where my conversations are more about life coaching mm-hmm. than, oh, like SC specific, yeah. Yeah. right? Um, and the reason being for what you just mentioned, because I can show you what you need to like, yeah, make it look like you know what you're doing so mm-hmm. you can get a job. But if you don't have the right foundation, you won't keep that job. That's real. Right. Starting with your mindset. Mm -hmm. Do you even believe that you can get that job? You know, I had to share with um, someone that I was mentoring, like whenever I ask a question, you always sound unsure. Mm. If you show up in an interview like that, you are not going to get the job. Yeah, for real. Plain and simple. That's what it is. And the thing is, she's amazing. Mm -hmm bright and i'm like we got to do some work because what is in you that makes you not show up as that person who you should be showing up with because if i had your credentials i'd be confident yeah you know what i'm saying so what's keeping you from being confident um and so we focus not only on those things that are very sc specific you know how to do a demo how to do a discovery all of those sorts of things or whatever but how do you even put yourself in the white frame of mind for getting through the interview. Yeah. How do you always tell anybody who I mentor that you want anyone who comes into contact with you to leave as a raving fan of you? Yeah. You know, you want your name on their tongue, mm-hmm. your name in their mind, mm-hmm. so that when that job does come up or when that if you get the job, when the project comes up, you're at top of mind for them. And the way that you do that is by being confident, by being able to effectively communicate your value, you know, and and not just, oh, I'm a good listener or I'm a good communicator or, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. people like to throw those buzzwords around or whatever, but how to add some weight to it. Yeah. Okay. So you told me that you're a good communicator um, or you told me that you're great at, you know, being a good team member or mm-hmm. um, whatever the case may be. Tell me about a time that you did that. I'm real yeah. big on storytelling. Like, tell me a story about a time yes. where you implemented that, because now that's going to make it stick. Everybody who is sitting in an interview is saying, oh, I'm a good team player. I'm a good communicator. I'm this, I'm that, because we know that those are buzzwords that people oh, yeah. want to hear. But when you tell a time about a story, oh, yeah, I actually worked on this project and mm-hmm. I had to lead the project and I had somebody who, you know, was not quite feeling it, but I was able to express to them X, Y, Z. And then yeah. we were able to come together and come up with the result. Whoever is interviewing you is going to remember that mm-hmm. because you came with something different than yes. the last 100 people. Who said the you same know? stuff yeah. that you just mentioned yeah. before. Like, yeah. we're all great communicators when, when we're in an interview, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? Yeah. Tell a story about it. Um, and so not only myself, but the other two mentors in the program, that's where our focus is. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you communicate that value, show up confidently, um, squash imposter syndrome as soon as it starts to show up because it's going to come up. Yeah, I definitely. still, you know, I am I can confidently say that I'm doing well in my career for the, the tenure that I have. And I still have, you know, oh, are you sure you want me to do that? You know, yeah. sometimes. But then I have to remind myself of what I've done thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is like completely... Um, 
I don't know. I'm honored, honestly, mm-hmm. to to get to be a part of it. Like yeah. people will come to the program and they want me specifically as their mentor. Yeah. And I'm honored, you know, yeah. because I'll also tell them as, as honored as I am, I share with them, I'm no different than you. Yeah. I'm literally no different than you. And as as special as I believe God made me, mm-hmm. I also believe that he made you just as special Facts. with your own unique gifts and talents and the way that you communicate and things like that. Amen. And those are the things that you have to be able to tap into, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I had to learn that lesson the hard way too. like initially starting out, mm-hmm. you know, just going back to thinking about demoing and stuff like yeah. that. You know, it's like you try to sound like somebody else because you're like, oh, they sound <laughs> cool or whatever. And yeah. it's like, girl, that ain't you. <laughs> That's not you. That's her. So let her be her or him be him. Um, And as soon as I was like, no, like this is me. This is my style. This is how I communicate. Um, I started to see things shift, you know, so I just want to impart those things on the people that I come into contact with as well. I do want to say something for we, uh, because I know we're running out of time, but real quick, man, I just want to give you both your flowers because you're both doing work for, for the people and giving them like something that's really attainable. Like, uh, like there isn't, there really isn't like a, a, a way you can truly, truly fail, uh, with the, with what you all are providing, like the community. So mm-hmm. it's because it's not like you telling everybody to quit their job or if you because uh, everybody's not built to be an entrepreneur or built to be a C- CEO mm-hmm. yeah. and everybody's not going to be a millionaire yeah. uh, even even at that. But you can mm-hmm. uh, get into a career that really sets your life up that takes you from from uh, from a place of poverty to a place of where you where you're thriving and and in a realistic environment for your life. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what you all are doing like that's an, that's a beautiful work yeah. and it's attainable. I mean, what we're Thank doing, you. Eric, you, you making it happen, too. Exactly. You're a part of it, bro. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make them cry. <laughs> Yo, this was such an enriching conversation. Uh, Tiffany, uh, man, I, I hope y'all took notes, especially on the pieces that she just dropped, the gems she just dropped on all of that stuff. That's like some very enriching information. Uh, Tiffany, I'm so excited to see not just you getting the industry but just what you've been able to do so far, not even just for yourself, but just the way, like Eric mentioned, like you giving back. Uh, I'm grateful because I know that you have stuff, you got stuff going on mm-hmm. and you made time for us to come on here. And I deeply appreciate you and appreciate you doing that for us. Right. And again, thank you for coming on Tech is New Black. Yes, absolutely. It was yeah. it was great. This is like a full circle moment. Yeah. I'm not going to get emotional. Yeah. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> 